Hey everyone, just before we kick off with this week's podcast, I'd like to firstly thank the Patreon supporters who support this podcast. In each podcast, I shout out the Patreon supporters. I'd like to thank Daniel, I'd like to thank Chris, and I'd like to thank James. Thank you for your service, your donations to this podcast podcast if you want to get a shout out on the podcast or just help your brother out by donating 10 kiwi dollars per month that's it and that goes directly into this podcast keeping the audio good keeping the 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 you know all the other stuff going only the stuff for the podcast is where those donations go so jump over to patreon.com forward slash please blow my mind and please consider a sponsoring me the podcaster the podcaster on this podcast okay let's get on with the podcast there is no such thing as you know when we think about what is scientifically measurable there's no such thing as cold only in absence of heat and there is no such thing as darkness like you can't measure darkness there's only an absence of light Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. I'm pretty excited to bring you this episode. One, because it's an exclusive audio episode. And I mean, I don't really mean exclusive. It's just this podcast has turned into a bit of a TV podcast. And I guess that comes with good and uh, bad things. One of the good things is more people see it. It gets played to a you know really targeted Pacific Island audience, which is perfect. And this is what I want. But one of the other things is that I've got to be kind of, I'm in TV land, you know, I have to be mindful about, I guess, words, (laughs) because it is for a general audience. Whereas a podcast, you know, the initial brief of the podcast was that we could just go places. And that is, I mean, that's the 100% unfiltered, you know, algorithm of please blow my mind. It's that we need to go places. And you know this is the tension we live in right where it's the ups and downs the waves the in the out and we just have to kind of have multiple versions of who we are who we could be and what hat we wear so i think it's cool under the please blow my mind umbrella we have podcasts for television conversations for audio etc and this conversation is with my friend James Ferrier and look James and I have been kind of in touch through another friend Anton but but we had never really caught up and then and then kind of this conversation took place pre pre pre-covid or pre-lockdown I think it was maybe the covid thing had just started but it wasn't clear what that meant and I guess, gosh, in real time, it feels like years have gone by since COVID has entered the scene on the worldwide stage. And, you know, man, it's like it's dominated um, our minds and hearts and everything from from all aspects. There is nothing that COVID hasn't touched. And it's interesting to think about will this podcast how will this be remembered how will these exact words that i'm saying in years to come float where will they sit in the consciousness of humanity at that time one of the things about podcasting right is that we're archiving life now so there's a bit of a unique thing happening here where where james and i are talking but you know even from when we were talking to the world now it's it's similar but it's changed and i think there's something really deep and powerful about that. So James is a young entrepreneur who is passionate about hemp, 
fungi and flotation tanks. How cool is that? Hemp, fungi and flotation tanks. James is working on projects all over these fields from portable float tanks to polystyrene alternatives. He runs a company called Biofab. It's a fungi business which was in the top eight of the Callahan Innovation C Prize this year. The website is biofab, B-I-O-F-A-B.co.nz and yeah, it's pretty epic to be uh, thinking about fungi and um, how this kind of sustainable packaging and all of that stuff. And I mean, this podcast hints on that, but man, we go way, way, way deeper. Um, I mentioned before that James also works with Anton. So Anton's my friend, James my friend. Uh, Anton is the founder of Float Culture, which is a float flotation center in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, floatculture.co.nz but these two you know innovators and and power minds got together and they built the world's first portable flotation tank so it's called the rest mod r-e-s-t-m-o-d.com so yeah there's heaps of stuff we talk about uh, james and i go deep as i said into consciousness into meaning into a pre um covid world a post-covid world and we go all over the place including the spiritual world the real world hmm is it the real world in here or the spiritual world anyway i think you get what i mean we go deep we blow our minds so let's jump into the episode with james ferrier thank you everybody for joining me and blowing my mind I don't know man there's so many places to start with a podcast with you because I guess I'm currently going through this thing where when when you put something out um, I'll try not to be too metaphorical because I am guilty of that but when you put something out all these things kind of start happening and Mm -hmm. these connections take place and I don't really know what to make of it because it feels quite I'll tell you what it feels like for me at the moment it feels like there's actually a meaning to life yep but that's a scary thought for me because we were kind of, you know, having a small talk before the podcast that um, that it does also feel chaotic and yep. and out there and and I can quite easily imagine a scenario where, man, we're just these kind of crazy meat sacks running around trying to, you know, eat, drink, kill. Yeah. Because uh, that would fit the narrative too. But we have this little bit that it feels like. Uh, I don't know. I'll just say, you know, why does someone like you create a float tank in a container? You know, that's a that's a pretty a lot of things have had to happen for that yeah. to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. And it actually seems very obvious to me that that should be a thing. Of course, it should be a thing. You know, you take these primal instincts and you bring them around. You know, yep. it's a very kind of human. But it's hard to imagine that. You know that. Anyway, there's something in this. I just want to say thanks, man, for, yeah, yeah, for no, doing this. I'm and, excited for it. Um, now, uh, because I'm because I enjoy the moment of connecting with people. What's your? How do you describe what you do? Because I've been trying to think about it, and yeah, um, I won't load up too much, but I definitely think you're someone who's interested in the kind of business world or tradition, yes, and this holistic approach and trying to yep. blend those two. Would that be fair? Well, hundred percent. It's you could look at my heritage and something I've always been proud of was like the success in business um, and not so much like 
purely from like a money side of things like what gets me going is the idea of more so having a bunch of 40 foots coming through the yard mm. I start to think about that you know in relationship to consumerism and how good that all is <laughs> um, and whatnot. Um, so I've had time for like my my head goes in between um, oh I know it changes all the time mm. you know sometimes I've got to be really focused on that one plus one equals two shit yep. and then it's like but I'm very, very happy that I can sit there at the end of the day, take that hat off mm. and put on my, like, what's out there, what's in here. Um, and and I feel like as I started to go down that path, especially at the start, they were like polar opposites mm. and they I had conflict around them. But as over the last few years, um, I'm not sure, like, I don't find I've got that, that polar opposite... Um, uh, states of mind that I go into around it, right? And my what I'm doing in business is naturally starting to reflect um, what interests me in terms of that other stuff mm. out there as well. So, do you mean the conflict is that you know we love our iPhone, but there is factories of people making that for us? Yeah, is that like a conflict? Like, yeah, and it's well, like even a conflict of even just looking at the bit of technology. Yeah, I see <laughs> so much harm and bad stuff that's coming from like you know what i'll call like the facebook syndrome yeah which is like that all day <laughs> yeah. reading headlines yep. not mattering about the content and what's behind it mm. but then i'm also like you know technology is what's going to allow um developing nations to literally like leapfrog mm. what um you know what western nations have had built up over the last one or two hundred years. Yep. They had to fuck around with putting in putting in the phone lines, mm. putting in the internet lines. Now everything's going digital. Yeah. Um, I can see for a way for, you know, communities to build themselves in that non centralized model, like, mm. you know, drone technologies, all this type of stuff, we're not gonna have to grow centered around a port, a traditional port, mm. or centered around wherever like, you know, the beehive is or like the central government. Yeah. It's people will be able to um, you know, have drones drop off your necessities, mm. you know, if you're sick communication, if you forgot your sesame seed oil yeah. and you needed to bring it in for your yeah. for your stir fry dish that night. You can have that all stuff come in. Mm. But it, you can also live out in the middle of the wops. You can right. be connected with nature and it's yep. so I'm still like technology is all and again, without getting too metaphorical. Nah, that, let's do it. Let's do it. We've got to be metaphorical. It's that balance of everything. Mm. And it's like in every point of life, whether it's like business, relationship, you know, um, one plus one equals two stuff, mm. spiritual thinking. Yeah. There's a balance of everything where, um, you know, I try to really look behind the curtain sometimes and take meaning from things mm. that maybe not everyone sees. But there's that balance where... I can't look at every leaf that falls on the ground and <laughs> yeah. think that that means something. <laughs> yeah. um, like with technology, I'm like, I can see us becoming too reliant on it. Mm. One of the few benefits of the whole lockdown situation that I love was that um, people started using technology to actually say connected <laughs> with people yeah. and not saying connected to things that they're, discon- that they're really disconnected yeah. from. And putting that time and effort towards, um, like as we were just saying before the podcast, like... That, that if you're too connected to things that are outside of your control as well, mm. you're not spending enough time on the things that you actually have control over. It's so weird because it's hard to see it in real time and mm. it's hard to notice it. And I think that's where, my, you know, like 
I for some reason, man, have this real problem. And I don't actually mean it because a lot of my friends are really into like yoga and mindfulness. I just got a problem with it because it, it like assumes that there's a state that you can get into. And, and I know there is because I, 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 even though I haven't been on the psychedelic path, I've talked to plenty of people who have. Yep. Right. So there is this thing that happens that that and I'm, I guess, dabbling with it with breathing and trying to I'm more find practical ways to put me into these zones you know yep. like so hopping in cold you get all the benefits of like i'm not thinking about anything else because i'm like oh my gosh i think i can't do this right now you know yes. um but i then think that we're all different and you know you kind of talked about it you know you, looking at everything finding meaning the world's big the world's small and that must be part of the answer it must be part that that it's consistently challenging you to to like you know like a breath like in out yeah and and it's just really tough because it's like we want to just i'm only an out breather that's what i want to be i'm yes. an expert out breather or something yep. like that but you can't be you have to understand that i mean there is good and there is bad yes and so when you say balance that actually requires us to even find balance with the things that we hate or yep. that we're scared of yeah and that's a hell of a prospect day. Eh? Oh, it's, and like, I'm not some guru when it comes to jumping into fear, but I've definitely had experience of, I don't know, you start to get excited about um, doing those things that you might be fearful about. Mm. And it's all, um, like, there was lots of things in there, and like, there was like three really good points that I wanted to talk about, but like, even starting with that fear one, because I'm like, that's something that I'm happy, like, to preach from experience, like, the benefit that comes Mm. from it. It's like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I would have been shit scared to do what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, or whether it's the ice baths, like mm. a more like physical fear. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, a, there's that first couple of times you do it in real ice water where your body's telling you, like, mm. you could die if you're in here too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, um, um, but again, that balance, it's like not saying that you have to live your life constantly going out there seeking. Right. Know. That's just an addiction to pain or something. Eh? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I guess you can get addicted, right? You can get addicted to the idea of happiness, the addict- addicted to the idea of like, say, even something like uh, balance itself, that everyone should have the same. Yeah. And, and, and when you really look into things like that, it doesn't end anywhere well. No. Nah. Like, you can't make everyone the same. And life won't actually let us. That's what I think is interesting, is we do have uh, lots of difference in skin color, in size, yes. in humor, yep. in, like, assholery. you know? Yep. There's just killers. Yes. And then there's just lovers. And yep. it's weird to think that that is like that. Yeah. Because it must be there for a reason. And I think about it, maybe it's like an immunity like the immune system that that if it was just all the same would like covid might have wiped everybody out yeah and it probably would have if we were all the western world yeah if we all had the same genetics the mm. same you know that virus would have only had to mutated with one version yeah at it being effective at killing everyone mm. and it could have gotten everyone and it's and that's that whole like um it's yeah, it's like, because it's a big subject at the moment of like, um, you know, there's that nature where you, you go further enough, you know, down into, you know, literally, you know, looking at like down into that atomic state or subatomic or way up with the helicopter view. You can see how we are all the same, mm. but then it's that balance of like 
the fact that every single one of us is different is like there are strengths and weaknesses of that and it's um I know I'm a, I'm a big believer that everyone has got like unique strengths yeah. and that's not in some like even like metaphorical mm. like you know make everyone feel warm and fuzzy way I'm mm. like everyone does have you know uniqueness in them and their strength and weaknesses there and it's um uh I don't know when people can learn to like double down on their strengths yeah. and then work on their weaknesses mm. it's um it's that whole idea of where you know I remember a few years ago you get you get taught in school and things like that that you know if everyone works together this world can be a happy place mm. um but it's like i've had conversations with my girlfriend recently about um being aware of you know like i i'd be very happy to go out and say that myself people around me mm. are not racist yeah. but it's looking out for like subconscious racism right so things that have been used in culture and media and mm. things like that um you know, and I start wondering is like singing along to certain songs and saying a certain word. Yeah. I've got, I try to be wary of that. But we got onto the topic about like, well, how will we actually go out there and solve it? Mm. And there was that approach where you can call someone out mm. with relatively like, uh, you know, like a negative vibe. There's that way of approaching, like, you know, pointing out problems. But I was sitting there being like, actually, if I really thought about it, my approach to try and maybe solve racism or inequality mm. in the world would be teaching people how really like on a scientific level we're not that different to that leaf over there yeah um and it's like finding that because it's it's where you know as you were saying before like the importance of being you know different and not the same mm. but then it's like when we can really show how similar we all are you actually learn to embrace the differences yeah well and I don't think we have a full picture. Like, you, you you, would imagine we don't. I mean, we had a brief talk about business and before the podcast, and it was like, well, it goes deep, right? Like, people acquire wealth and mm-hmm. wealth through generations through enacting things that have ongoing effects. And I think most people think... I think it would be fair to think most people think life is genuinely fair and it runs for the day and the things I put in I get out. But there's whole other strategic mm. thinking and and I guess you could put that under the, the model of business. But when I started looking into like military the other day because I was yep. thinking about how I was trying to I was trying to think where are we really vulnerable and it is to this idea of narrative right to 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 bigger things because you take Trump for example. Lots of people can't work out why that dude has so many followers. And, I mean, even I don't really know, because when I look at him, he doesn't come across really smart or something. But for his base, or whatever they call it, he must be really trustworthy, and he must send them a signal, and he must be aware of it, of how to manipulate whatever, you know. And I can't see it. So there is something there, like Mm. an invisible kind of... uh, whatever that is but my point is is that i think it goes so deep and getting back to the military they had this thing in there where one of the uh, strategic things is to make your enemy hate themselves so it wasn't you know i think of the army and war and yep. just, i killed you but there's so many different tactics yes and, and yeah. they go deep you know yep. and and i i think that we don't realize that with the vastness of social media i mean we've kind of heard it you know is russia and china putting things in the algorithm yeah i think I can't believe that they would because I don't know that amount of pain or 
that I would want to inflict that on someone else. But you have to assume they are. Well, the, and this is, or even the America are on the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, and this is where it's without getting into like the discussion of you know, you know, if there's a control structure around this, who's mm. at the top of it or whatnot. Like Illuminati. Yeah. Well, whether it's like countries, organisations, yeah. individuals, or whatnot. But it's this: what is happening right now is that there's like we there's division out there mm. whether it's class versus class race versus uh, race um, it's all um, like neighbourhood versus neighbourhood and it's I don't know it's this thing where they're they're latching on to the emotion of like you know I'm sitting here as any type of group of people and um, we're being given a label yep and those labels people are getting stuck to and whatever is out there, there is something out there that is playing on it in a negative way where they're trying to highlight um, these differences. And um, like it's a, it's, a, it's a tough thing because it's like with what's happening right now at the moment, mm. there is a lot of um, history behind that. Part of me is like, yeah, it justifies that anger right now. Mm. But then. Um, I feel really conflicted sitting here from my, you know, position, not having experienced mm. that. And part of me wants to sit here and say, like, that being cooperative is always more the answer. Mm. But, um, but I don't know if this and this is the whole conflict, conflicting thing. I don't know if I'm right in saying that because I haven't, yeah. c- you know, come yeah. from experiencing that. Well, and look, it must be also a little bit on autopilot because every kind of it's not like these are the first protests and riots I mean nah. right this is a almost like a self uh, you know like and, and I'll be careful because I don't want to relate things where things aren't supposed to be related but yeah. there is this kind of mass hysteria that does take over from time to time yeah. you know you see it in the animals and, and yep. insects you know the locusts and the, then it turns into the swarm right the pheromones and Correct. it's all yeah and, and you have to assume again a little bit like the immune system that um, things enact and people just get together just in case because mm. if you're gonna if it's not right here's one thing we can do we can kind of quickly amass Yes, and if it's not right, we're just gonna. It gets more chaotic until it maybe s- sorts itself out or yep. enacts something in someone else. But it's when you add in the little human thing of what if we put a few bricks over here, and what happens if you know? And and this is where that kind of like the darkness and and yeah, I think that's you know maybe if you look back in history, you you'd assume that these things w- were why people kind of articulate it with the devil and yes, because yep. because it is like again back to that core of us like we clearly have a capacity for evil yeah or whatever we think evil is like yeah um, um, dealing with our trauma by shit by passing it on yep. or, or something like that and i actually think if you do if you do not understand that that it is your role to show the opposite side yeah because that's really all we can do you know, like it isn't really up to us to fix the world because it never was. No, but you can contribute. Yep. By, I don't know, man. Like we're catching up, right? So there's some type of thing that we did today where uh, we enacted a plan. Yep. And then we made it work. Yes. And and who knows? Who knows? Who listens or watches and just like oh, one of those dudes just caught up and they look like they're all right. 
all right, well, I'll go catch up with my people. Yeah. Or whatever that means. But that doesn't not mean there's fucked up shit going on. Well, it's always like if, I mean, if we didn't have the capacity to, like, you know, visualise in our mind mm. the bad, even if it's, you know, from us doing that act, like, we wouldn't have that ability to, you know, identify that that's bad. Mm. Or, um, like, there was a thing, and now, I don't know if this is just, you know, they say it was like a quote from Einstein. I haven't gone out there and found some 100-year-old text where he actually read it. But it was that uh, saying that um, there is no such thing as, you know, when we think about what is scientifically measurable, there is no such thing as cold, only in absence of heat. And there is no such thing as darkness. Like, you can't measure darkness. There's only an absence of light. And then you bring that up to the psychological level. Like, I'm not saying that everyone, like, is inherently... You know, darkness sometimes associated with bad, mm. but it's like um, if we don't feed in and we don't actively try to fill it with good, I th- I th- there's almost like this natural default that we can. I don't want to say that we default to bad or evil, but you can easily not default always to good or the best yeah. option. Yeah. Um, and I mean, hopefully, if people experience that themselves, it doesn't result in harming another life mm. or. You know, when you think over long periods of time harming the planet, yep. but um, but it's accepting that that can happen, and not calling, and not like beating yourself up for it and thinking that you're always a bad person if yep. you do that. So, yeah, it's <laughs> look, and this is a this is the gift and the burden of being processing this for the last. I'm writing this presentation, right, and it's uh, it's for funding for this idea I have around, um, well, firstly becoming like real an expert in. Um, I guess nasal breath, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And I'm reading more of the science and learning stuff around it that our ancestors, they were nasal breathers, that they were people who just by default were slower, calmer, uh, in the literal sense. Like you weren't a good hunter if you were walking around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to be. And, 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 And the literature also talks about the benefits of nasal breathing and like i feel like i'm fully in a cult at the moment of like the nose breathers but <laughs> but but the more i test myself i'm like that's okay for me to be all in on that yeah because yeah. because i want to be all in it it is peculiar that we've forgotten that that our that we're missing a huge chunk to the conversation about life because we run well the bit that captured me was you know you can uh through what is it? Three weeks without food, three days without water, but three minutes without air. Yep. And I mean, if you go to the stuff in America, it's about the breath that has unlocked this whole rage, right? That yep. dude who got his, you know, neck yeah. trampled on. Yeah. You know, it is exactly about this idea that he couldn't get the thing that is necessity for life. He called out to his mother that the the spiritual narrative exploded and everyone has it in their mind and it yeah. created this immunity to we're going to get together um and i'm so i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be that guy who's like everyone looks at weirdly when i say you know breathe through your nose and i'm gonna try and find all these scientific things that you know like the nitric oxide you build in your yep. nose cavity and and that that yeah, is the yes. thing that that uh can also let your blood flow better and this will have other benefits because it's all a chain reaction yeah but we're not we don't realize it we just think no. oh, i breathe but you we stress yeah the inflammatory in the body yep. starts to drop that results in the like the physiological health mm. that can come from it mm. and it's it's like cause, and just on that point as you were saying like that 
we said it before the podcast, like mm. taking pride in doing something that's not normal. Yeah. And like it's that, you know, you could say it's this one topic of breath. Mm. There's a lot more under that. Yeah. But it's um it's going full into that. Mm. Like, you know, you've you've gained a bit more understanding about yeah. it than the average human being. It's becoming one of your strengths. Yeah. And going out there and double downing on mm. it. And it's like if everyone out there in the world because like it's funny you always get told as a kid like you know pick the things that you know will make you happy and it's um i still wonder how many of the people that told me that actually understood that themselves properly (laughs) but i feel like i'm starting to understand of like you know if you go through life like going hard on your passions the universe has got some weird way that it will support you in it like we live in a world where you know you need money to pay your bills and things mm. like that and that's part of it like um you know don't take any shame in going out there and doing things and uh making sure you get paid along the way yeah you know but it's um but now more people need to go out there and like double down on the things that they're interested in that they're passionate and that they're good at but i think people it, me included i'm scared that it might not work but I know enough now, and this is the thing about knowledge, I know enough now that there will be lessons that are important. Yes. You know, and this is the thing when we say balance, it also includes the bad stuff. Yeah. So you have to put yourself out there and it's just really hard to get your mind around because our structure of life is security. Yes. And that's different to life or meaning or whatever it is that we picture on our deathbed. Yeah. Right. Because at the moment we should all should picture having heaps of money to pass on, and I'm sure people do, but I don't really know if when you get old that's what you think about. Maybe you do, and you just don't admit it. But when I've had conversations with people, they're like, "Was I valued in my community? Am I a laugh? Do people laugh about me? You know, yeah. this is the things where history remembers people for exactly kind of." What everything apart from the money they had. Exactly. You know? Like if you're your your Warren Buffett's or your Bill Gates, like, you know, when you're thinking of like statistical chance of getting mm. into that top ten mm. when it comes just to money, like you, you might be remembered for that, but that's what you might stretch that out to two hundred people out mm. of however many billion are on the planet. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I don't want to hedge my money on being remembered for that. Yeah. Um and having a legacy for that. It's yeah. um and that's where like even when we bring it back to balances, yeah. like the approach to money, it's like if your goal is to be the richest dude in the grave, like some might argue that that's not a great balance of mm. how you should treat money. If, um, like for me, like a real point of my life that gave me a kick up the ass to start working hard um, was we um, had had a family place up north for about 120 years. Wow. I've got family buried up there. It's my spiritual home, no mm. doubt. You get close to it, the stress drops off the shoulders. Yeah. Um, I grew a lot up there. I had some of my best friends and experiences up there. Um, the family sold that. Nothing lasts forever. But to go and get a place up there, um, you know, I'm not going to go out there and squat in some dude's house. Mm. Like, it would involve working hard, earning some money to buy that that house yeah. up there. My goal is to get the exact same place. Mm. Um, and... Um, but the value that I want to get from achieving that is having this place that I can I had all these amazing experiences at and I want to provide that for at least the next generation after mm. me and one more after that so do my grandchildren Yeah. Um, because that's what I got from my grandparents yeah. and I'm like that's that bar that you know 
I want to try and provide those same experiences mm. or give them the environment to create their own experiences, but, um, but hopefully good ones. And that's an example that I tell myself where, okay, you need to work hard in business and you need to earn some money mm. to afford that. But the chase for money is to try and gain value in something else. Yeah. Um, it's, I always say like, money can't buy you happiness, but money can buy you time. Mm-hmm. And having that time and how you spend it is, is um, uh, you know, is where the happiness lies. It's weird, bro, because we talk, you could quite easily have this conversation in a religious context, but in this mm. modern world, if you even say spirituality, and look, I just, I will say that I'm not sure, which is part of the reason I podcast, because yep. it doesn't feel like there's no something but when you sit down and say, well, what is that something? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then when you got to kind of bank on it or choose a team, you're like, oh. Because it, I don't know if it's serving me short term to always stay so middle. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, even my culture is that I'm half Pacific, half Kiwi. So yeah. I can't just say it's black versus white or white versus black. Yeah. Because I am a product of multiculture yeah so again i try and think man the world's confusing the bigger it gets i i find myself going more within not in a hiding place but yep. in like a i gotta be strong i gotta build whatever this is up you know i i like the metaphor of getting in the cold water yeah and and, and like right there i'm just like okay well I, i'm i'm kind of reconnecting in some weird way i am detaching in some weird way yeah and incubating you know and and all the other health benefits that come with it yeah which is what i was kind of saying before like with this pitch i'm writing i'm finding that i've had to go back to say my grandmother yes and even take a story uh from her coming from rarotonga to new zealand and and the the journey and and the the risk taken you know like literally packing up leaving home and you couldn't bring all your kids with you like that's a hell of a story for anyone to go through at any time but imagine that today right there'd be oh you're negligent or yeah yeah you didn't have your shit together or whatever it was but took her like five or ten years to get all their kids across but i sometimes thought like what did why did she leave you know, and it can't be as simple as just going to get a job. Well, maybe it was that New Zealand was sold as prosperity and all these things that yep. it was sold as because there was a wave. But they must have been thinking, I'm going to get what for the generations ahead. Yeah. So I, I think it, maybe they thought money because that equaled time, that maybe equaled freedom. Yep. But we were the ones that popped out of those. And so I sit there thinking, gosh. Well, she she won, right? Uh, my sisters and brothers and all of us are reasonably happy. Okay, we've yes. got issues and whatever. But overall, she won. So yep. now what was my question? And I was you know, trying to put this into this uh, breath thing. Because it's weird that it... Well, where I landed, just long story short, is she took this physical journey yes. so that I would have the capacity to take a mental journey. Yeah. Because breath is like... It's a hell of a thing, you know. She probably breathed through her nose. She probably wouldn't have ever... It just got caught up in the mess of life and the pace of Western world and all the stuff that we know exists with stress and anxiety. Yep. And and I think it's coming back round to say, well, maybe that, uh, that you know, I, the 
the voyage for me is a less physical one, but ironically more of a uh, mental. Well, and even like, and this is where it, it breaks so hard against the Western model or ideas. Um, and you know, looking at that, we're all like a bunch of these little individual things floating around. Yeah. Um, Just gonna grab one of your waters, but yeah, carry no, go on, for it, go on. for it. That we're all these little individual things floating around. Um, um, and that um, now it's like how to put it it's like like what I'm about to say it's not something that I'm saying like no I understand this clearly and like aha this is just it this is part of how shit works but it's this idea that like you know there's a greater sense of connectedness out there you know these ideas you know tickle me a bit when it comes to you know the things that I'm interested around spirituality and things like that yep. that there is something out there connecting us you know over distances and time um where like i don't like to think in the sense of destiny that we've got like this preset path laid out about us and we might have minor deviants but we more or less stick on it yeah but like is there some relationship to you know the universe gave that push for your mum to go and make this new life over here yeah and you know now you're doing what you're doing um you start looking back if she hadn't done that. Mm. You know, there might be another Will Fleming here doing it, yeah. but it's not. It, it wouldn't have been you yeah. if your mum didn't do that, maybe. Yep. Um, and, you know, who knows what someone seeing this conversation mm. might plant a seed in someone's head. We have to assume of, it will, right? Yeah, yeah, Because that's yeah. how, that is what connects us, is the connection itself. Yep. And it passes on a weird thing. Like, I think it's a bit screwed up with the internet because it's like we, we haven't evolved that sense yet and it just we just get triggered yeah we don't know because you can't like like you know we caught up and did a little hug you don't know what gets passed on you don't know if there's like this like quick sync up you i assume there is yep uh, yep okay cool well what did we just do well we're 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 reconfirmed we're humans we're physical bodied yes uh we did this touch so passed on a little bit of you know like avatar we synced up yep not hard but it just would seem weird that that's a thing, but we we should know it is. I mean, you well, yeah. Well, this is where you know this is what really excites me, and it kind of leads me into like uh, indirectly with some of like the work that I'm doing. Mm. But it's like this idea of like bioelectricity. Oh, when you start thinking of like, um, so I'll try and encapsulate it in a way that's short and sweet and doesn't yeah. make me seem too crazy. Um, <laughs> like, and this is, this is like the single point in time that is not 100% responsible for everything that I'm doing, but it was 100% like a fairly heavy fork in my pathway. Um, like there was a pin here and my path was wrapped around it that sent it out this way. Um, was, had uh, a few years ago, had a mate pass away, skateboarding accident, out of the blue thing. Um, uh, an experience after the funeral back at a mate's house was, you know, I've got my, I went through this, with the one plus one equals two brain, mm. um, there's always a small possibility that this is some crazy sequence of coincidences. Um, but long story short, we're in a room, bunch of electric candles there, all of a sudden one of them turns on mm. by itself. You know, not that crazy at this point. Um, next thing we know, like temperature in the room drops, a little bit of a breeze, not a hurricane, but yeah. like, so straight away my head's like, okay, the candle. Technically someone could have turned that on before maybe we didn't notice it when we come in yeah. but there's a four hour timer on it 
So I went through and checked when was the last person at the house, and it was, um, you know, that room hadn't been gone into for, you know, what we put down to at least a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Breeze in the room, straight away looking around, doors are shut, windows are shut. Um, quite a bit of glass in the room. That could have been, you know, the temperature drop outside. Now, the real hard thing to explain, though, was all the lights that started flashing above us. Oof. So I think back to, like, you know, back to physics class and circuitry, and I'm like, you know, you got your parallel um, parallel circuits um, or in series. And so one thing was, if this was an external power surge, I'm like, all the lights would have been flashing at the same rate. If the spark had fucked up and mm. put them in series, you would have seen a slow transition from bright down to dim in a, in a pattern um this is completely random and from there like i remember a couple of my mates going white petrified i think that was just more so based around what they'd seen in movies yeah. with experience like this yeah. you know the shining or something like yeah. that yeah. annabelle's about to pop out from the corner yeah. um but what came from that was um we all calmed down a bit we're all talking about things and someone speaking on a video that we watched was talking about the role that uh, DMT, dimethyltryptamine, plays in terms of spirituality. And with these lights still flashing above us, and I've kind of lost the fear now. People think I'm crazy no, for saying this. No, I'll say fuck them. And it's we we're at, we're at the point in history where a bit of craziness is needed. Yeah, because we need it to push us forward. I think. Yep. Yeah. Well, so that's um. So light's still flashing above us. We're all feeling extremely connected here. Um, something that happened before the candle turned on as well, which brought it on, was we were all reminiscing about uh, good times with our mate. There was one particular memory where everyone in the room was there when that memory happened. Mm. So part of me thinks that, you know, if this wasn't pinning presence... Mm-hmm that there was still some bioelectricity connection happening between all us and we were causing it um which might rule out the whole like afterlife you know topic of all this but still the simple fact that us as living human beings have had that effect that's still some trippy shit to be yep, looking into that's trippy so watching a video the guy that says that dnt can be a chemical gateway to allow the, the spirit to leave the body before we die essentially mm. initiate a near-death experience without actually dying as he says that Lights go poof, back to normal, feel like lightning bolts hit me in the chest, and it's like, look more into the role that DMT plays. Um, and the memory of it got brought up when you were saying, like, you know, you haven't gone down, um, and neither have I that psychedelic path, but mm. you've talked to a lot of people about it. Through that breath work, going into these states of mind where you will naturally produce DMT, mm. it's like, um, you know, you're already experiencing something similar there. Yeah. So I said to myself, I'm interested in this. Um, I've had this experience that my one plus one equals two brain, brain to date has not dropped, trying to explain logically. Um, but it was... Um, so as I started to research more about um, the role, what does scientific literature say about DMT? They mm-hmm. say that it's responsible for vivid imagery or dreaming. Yep. Um, we produce it when we, out of our five frequencies of brainwaves keep talking i'm just going to put a light on us yep. yep out of our five different frequencies of brainwaves and these are things that we pick up on machines as well not yep. frequencies um uh that as we start to fall asleep uh through theta on our way down to delta when we produce theta waves that we naturally produce a little bit of dmt out of our pineal gland fall asleep into delta and as you start to wake up again you pass back through theta state um, 
and that can be you know the the uh, the physiological experience that causes us to dream. So I was like, okay, cool. There's a bit in science here that's talking about it, um, and from that started to learn that like, okay, right now at this point in my life, um, I'm not against it. Um, but right now at my point in life, I'm not going to go fly over to, uh, to South America and go on an ayahuasca retreat um, for the heavy dose of it. But I was so interested in this that there was something here that I started learning more about, well, okay, through meditative states, we can naturally produce it while we're right. conscious. Right. Then I started learning more about the float tanks as being this more controlled, non-drug-taking way of inducing these states of mind. That didn't require me to go live in a monastery for a few years and learn how to, um, you know, meditate that way. Yeah. And um, and then that got me interested in the float tank, what we've got behind us. Now, as I did more research into the benefits of floating around stress reduction, reducing cortisol, um, the benefits that can help with visualization and training, um, sports recovery, those were all the things that I justified going into a business with it. So I was like, my business model didn't involve um, trying to get um, people floating so that everyone's experiencing a little bit more DNT in their life. There were some clinically researched benefits to yes, it yes. for reducing stress, mental health, all that. But it was still, you know, here's an example of this real world one plus one, two sort of decision making process that led me to think that this has got potential as a business. But the root cause in it was this extremely weird, bizarre within the last couple hundred years, not as normal of a thing to talk about, um, experience that was at the core of this pivot in my life. Mm. Um, even now with what I'm doing with like biomaterials, it's I'm so absolutely, you know, convinced that um, I always say that most people when they look at like adopting sustainable practices or materials it um, or adopting traditional knowledge and you know circular economy, they always think that it's about making a sacrifice to be better to the planet. It's like there's always this trade-off. We can either keep developing as a human species, mm-hmm. but it's got to be at the sacrifice of, of the environment. And I'm utterly convinced that we're at the tip of the iceberg of unlocking, unlocking the potential in nature mm. and that the hybrid of, you know, maybe traditional knowledge... Or like so many past cultures have learned how to live symbiotically with nature and evolve um, that balance of you know the technology that's in our iPhones and all, the the balance of the technology that's in our in our iPhones mm. but also you know within nature and traditional knowledge it's that hybrid of them together that's yeah. like will really help us move forward and I'd like to think that you know we've got some with the one plus one equals two type thinking that we've got some successful business models here um, you know, you talk to potential investors, they think it's a good idea as well. Mm. Some of these people that might think the other side of it's a bit crazy. <laughs> but it was that point uh, in my life um, that was this spiritual experience. Um, but that's given me passion and purpose and conviction that, yeah, it's weird, yeah, it's not normal, but I'm doubling down it and going hundy in it. The universe has worked out how to you know give me some more normal opportunities around it but it's um but that that was my experience which i'm like i'm always like yeah even if it's weird even if it's wacky but there's something within you that's like you know 
there's something out there that's pushing me down this path. Mm. I'm like learning to listen to that voice, whether it's intuition, yeah. whether it's God, whether yeah. it's, you know, whatever it is. Um, people learning to do that, you know, you can't say with 100% accuracy, but like people learning to do that, it will bring, you know, good value to them. I just have to 100% agree because that's all you can really bank on is yeah. that there is this feeling that there is a, a bigger thing at play but it's just so hard because then you have to immediately think well I think what's part of it bro is that I don't think it's too hard to imagine that we're built for not this world like when mm. we talk about breathing it, it obviously developed in us over time and we the fact that we most likely, most of us hyperventilate ourselves during the day as a byproduct of trying to keep up with the pace of the world yep. actually makes total sense. Yeah. And is just like a shame because we're doing, it's like our brain capacity didn't take into account the the biological functions and yes. that's necessary. Like even the ramifications of not getting enough sunlight, not just through the vitamins, but the, the neurology that is enacted when you see the sun yes plays out during the day and we all know this but we all sacrifice it for late nights or night shift or yep. whatever it is yep. you know uh and and we can't be surprised that things like depression and anxiety and suicide are higher than ever i believe they're just the byproduct of not having equilibrium with uh, or, or maybe I say it a different way when you don't see a sunrise and your body can't do that it's not going to let you off the hook. Nah. When you eat too much shit food, it tells you, right? Yeah. It's not like it's against you. No. It just says, hey, cock, you've given me too much of the wrong stuff, and now yep. I'm I'm dying. Well, and the one part of that equation, because I agree with all of that, and the one bit that, for me, I always add to it, it's like that lack of purpose, like working towards like a goal that, mm. you know, isn't just money, like isn't just like a million bucks in your bank account. It might be how you spend that million bucks. Yeah. As I say, you know, for me getting that batch or something like that and that mm. place where my family was at for 120 years and all that. But, you know, our body, and I think I heard you talking about it on, a, on another podcast mm. about how much, you know, like, how much like, um, how much shit our body can actually handle. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're going through it and you're not working towards something that's mm. like, um, uh, you're not working towards something that's like more meaningful or like or or some big purpose. Mm. Um, that's I think like people can like people can treat their body, you know, not ideally. Yeah. But it's if you're working towards something that's meaningful. Yeah. That's I think what's lacking. Where there's a lot of people out there that are treating their body like shit. Mm. They're eating you know a lot of the processed foods and not getting the right sleep. Mm. Too much blue light before they go to bed. Um, going through life like that with no end in sight for it that's where like the harm can happen um but the balance of it as well is and this is what i love about breath is you don't want to live your life where you constantly got a carrot dangling in front of you as yeah, well yeah it's always about that balance yeah, again but. of spending some time in the present mm. um away from all this older states of consciousness something people have done for you know forever exactly um but then individually, you have to have those little like those bits of purpose or passion that's driving you towards achieving mm. something as well. And and look, I think if I go back to this presentation that I'm writing, 
because it's a developing idea, right? Like, I'm trying... It's a bit of a ballsy move for me because I spent the last 10 years becoming really good in another field, mm. which is capturing that. But inevitably, it led me back down a path because you can only hang around so many ideas yep. before you become infatuated with ideas themselves. And I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that if you follow all the breadcrumbs, it goes from out there all the way back in here, you know? And, yes. and that's a real weird thing. So... I'm trying to build it. I'm trying to look. You know, when you say you looked at the leaf, I try and look at things like that, and I say, "Well, what's like?" There seems to be clues. Yep. And it's crazy, and it might be wrong, but I think nature or whatever life is, it it it, it rewards you for the pursuit, and it literally does. Like, it does. Uh, even uh, neuro neurologically, when you move forward, your eyes send a signal to your brain to reward it yes because and it's just for you getting up and going for a walk so we say going for a walk makes you feel better but the reason is well multiple reasons eh? yep heart blood flow yes oxygen all these things but one of the key things is your eyes are processing things moving towards it yep and it represents forward movement which gives you the dopamine hit yes and I love that I love that how simple that is that yeah yeah because it's not a conversation then about what I have and you don't have yeah it's a conversation about some generic truths yes which if you do that you get the win and if you get the win maybe we would measure that as a calm mind and then you can make a decision you can't expect people to make a shit hot decision nah if they're I don't know fucked no, and it's, and all of that, like, if if all of what you just described were like, let's say there's a little, like, hopefully, like, tricks or tools mm, for your toolbox mm, about how it. to go through life to get better, yeah. you know, yourself, you know, the physical side of it, getting ripped, you know, getting mm. out going for a mm, walk or mm. the psychological help yeah. um, of just getting out and doing something when you're kind of like, oh, I can't be fucked, mm. but actually pushing through it and yeah. you learn that, um, that resilience. Those are things, these are teachings that, like, anyone can do like we just sent it out there to the world like Mm. you don't need to be some billionaire to buy those little secrets though those are things that are at the core of like where people can start to um you know start to you know they can start to go down and when you start that you know that snowball rolling Mm. with these super easy little things that's where this whole you know the universe kicks in and it starts you know making sure there's a bit of snow, you know, in front of you for the next while to keep building up, building that momentum. And it's hard for us to imagine, but we can imagine it straight away in the negative context because that's what depression is. Yeah. It's a building of a snowball of shit. Yes. Yeah. And it builds slow and it's described as the darkness and it holds you in and then it becomes this thing and you can't get it. It literally starts turning into a peephole, right? Yeah. Where you can only see the world through a small thing. And you can imagine that, and we do, because we must be wired for you know this this uh clickbait yeah hey, the negative yes because it must keep us alive but it, i think you know if you only focus on it like good luck trying to see anything else than just that and, exactly and, and that's the challenge that's why i think man if you are someone who that's why i'm not a fan of things like privilege just for privilege sake in terms of how we use it in the world like yep. like first of all what do you want do you want like I think for people who ha- who want to make awesome change in the world and think everything should be even, then sleep with your house unlocked or go and invite the next person with less to have your iPhone or, you know, go out and give half of your fridge away full of food to people who don't have food. Like, this would be enacting that, but we don't. Yep. 
you know, we tell the world that you're asshole for killing animals and all these different things, but we still enjoy, like, you know, we don't want borders, but yet we're happy to lock our door. Yeah, and yeah. And this is the bullshit of it, you it know, is. That, that is tricky because, you know, that just, you, you're enacting something different in us. It's yep. like, uh, so as soon as I realize those things, I'm like, right, that's just not the area. Like, I want to find something, and this may, may bite me in the ass going forward, but I want, I'm searching hard to find something. Like, how could I sit down with Trump, right, and offer him something that no one could say me sitting down with him is a negative thing? And I think, for example, if I think of the breath, and I run yep. the maths in my head, and I said, well, my pitch would be, let me sit down with him and see if we can breathe properly, and then see how he feels after us doing a breath session. And if that would give him a bit of calm, surely that's m- important for the most powerful motherfucker in the world who's got to make the biggest decisions. Yeah. Because you can't assume that he's he'll be jacked up on, you know, you hear the stories, he loves his soft drinks and yep. KFC and yep. all these things. So we know nutrition plays a part, but it's not just that. It's all these other, you don't know what he takes in terms of pills to keep himself going. Yep. But you can assume that it's a lot. And then we're adding on top of that, and this is an extreme case because I, I want to find something that's so kind of deep within that even the worst scenarios, it still holds up. Yeah. Because otherwise you just can't, it just can't be sold as a, as a, uh, as a thing because most things you can't. You can't even, you, there's, there's limited to no things for most people to say, I'd like to sit down with that guy. Yeah. But I would like to sit down with yeah, that guy yeah. and say, we're here to focus on nasal breathing. Yep. And I'd like to run a couple of things. And it's actually no more than how about we shut up for five minutes and we'll just breathe through our nose. Yeah, yeah. And talk about the science. And and then, you know, me, be able to measure you afterwards. How's your pulse and all these things. Yep. And to say, how do you feel? Yeah. You know, and who knows, man, it might be in the silence of not fucking blabbering the whole time. Yes. That the answers are really found. And And it's that whole, like... And even if you bring this out to like doing or talking to people that you might not want to or you might disagree with yeah. or every single conversation you have, it's like you're gaining a, a perspective of something from a different individual. Yes. And it's, I don't know, that for me, that's one of the things that I always seek out to try and do and where like maybe my fear of talking to strangers has mm. disappeared because it's like... I'm always like, there can be learnings from talking to mm. people like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're interested in, it's like, you know, there's a lot of similarities here, but yeah. we've had different experiences yeah. that have let us go through it. Yeah. And, you know, even with the extremity of sitting down with someone like, you know, like Trump, um, you know, or or Putin or, you know. Or the baddest motherfuckers. The ever. baddest motherfuckers out there. Yeah. And it's like, um, you're going to like, you don't have to agree with them, but one thing you can probably bet on that you're going to go away having learned something. Potentially a validation of, you know, something that you already thought, mm. which is cool. Like, you got more conviction in what you were doing. Or you might hear something that, you know, changes, you know, you look at it from a different perspective and you're like, oh, actually, that's that's, uh, that's causing me to think a little bit differently about mm. it. And But in either one of those situations, like, there's value to gain there. Yeah. Um, For both parties, right? Yeah. Like, he... Let's say what they represent is the fucking the 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 darkness of the Western world. You know, yep. this capitalist. Uh, we make money, uh, all that stuff. 
there could be something as simple as they just didn't get the love that I did and they don't know. Yeah. As I don't know their world. Yeah. And actually, if you think about it, that would make sense that you have to be exposed to things. Like we talk about children need to be exposed to the mud, to the, the yep, bio. all the germs and all that. And, and, and to the assholes in school because if you coddle people, you know, all of these things. They don't build the resilience. Right. And but, but you don't talk about the opposite, which is like the you know i don't know the the piece of shit on the ground yep. also needs the sunlight to render it neutral <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah. what i mean otherwise it's just, it's yuck and it can get yucky but the sun you know is the bacteria or whatever that yep. analogy is the yeah, piece yeah. of shit also needs because ultimately it can help with the grass growing and yeah um so it is all this connection and it's it's, it's a burden because you don't know what to do with that you yeah. don't, you, it feels more comfortable to just say, nah, I'm going to be this, and that's me. And for some reason, uh, and it might, it, might, it might be the reason that I can never find a definitive, because uh, I too would like to have enough money where I didn't have to, uh, well, let's say I could do more things that I enjoy. Yeah. But I fear that the, way, that the current way to get there requires you to trade something in whether it be the well-being of something yeah. to yourself or others yep and and i would my the hope in me would hope that you can do it in a way that's fun for you that's enlightening for you that shares and i hope my ideas that i'm putting together around the breath yep uh, based in the core right so so i guess the there's three pillars that i'm playing with and it's like uh, and I hope they make sense metaphorically and scientifically. That would be the win for me. So yes. the breath or the core yep. is the key to everything. Actually, the, it's the middle. It's the it's the it's the like the core the of the earth. The, the, you know the, the atom. Yep. Whatever you see that is that is the core, and that's with our diaphragm. And our yes. diaphragm scientifically, when moved correctly, or as it's moved, is the signal to the brain whether you are in trouble or not. Fight or flight. So or if it's fast, it's built that way that <sighs> i got to get away. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It enacts yep. a series of things to get you the fuck away. Yes. But when you're calm, it needs to, your your mind needs to know it's calm. So that exactly. is, a, is a slower breath and a nice breath and a deep breath. And I believe it is that simple. It's just that communication between the two is hijacked by our world, our yes. need for pace, yep. right? Uh, uh, the, the messages coming in, the triggering and all these things. And it just, your mind is actually fully onto it. It's just registering what the, your breath is doing and saying, I'll act accordingly. And then it's just getting exhausted yes. because you're constantly tweaking the, okay, yep. man, you want to go, then go, go. But we stay yeah. here and we take our pill to suppress it. Yeah. And we and we handle the assholes around us, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. And it comes out in this manifestation of a just a confused, exhausted, whatever. And well, what I really liked of what you described was one of those little like aha moments for me. Even was like um, how. Now, if people are experiencing stress, mm. like I think that that's one of the big things that I'm getting for myself and even for you of like, mm. you know, preaching the importance of understanding mm. breath. We can maybe all learn to live a little bit more happily mm. with ourselves or with others. When you've got all this shit going on in your mind, most people think that like you've got you've to put more something into your mind to push that out. Um, most people don't think that like psychological... You know, trying to achieve like a psychological outcome yep. could start with just sitting there and feeling that actually I'm only breathing into that top half mm. or top quarter and just breathing in down deep 
tells your body that you're in a you're in a safe space and you yeah. can relax and like it's that whole um like that for me i'm just like oh i don't need to worry about like fixing this thing externally that's causing me stress maybe mm. actually just doing something that i've got complete control over yeah sitting here right now mm. doing your big breath it's yeah. like i've now lowered my stress level and you know from there it's like i'm now better prepared like you know psychologically and yep. physiologically with less stress to go and tackle these problems yeah, out there yeah um, it's 100 percent. but it's that control it's like you've got control to do that yeah um you, you literally have control yeah yeah and it, it's just so fucked because it feels really weird when someone when you hear it because you're like man I, I until you have it explained to you as simply as most like the we're built to breathe about six breaths a minute yeah, but most of us are up to sixteen to twenty. Yeah, and so you can imagine it's just your car not getting changed up a gear. Yeah, so you just yeah 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 hard out all day. Yeah, and it's just your gears are like it's got, something's going to break eventually yeah, that way, it, 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 and it does. And, yeah, and and we only see the crash right, but we don't see the loose little. Yeah, but it is in us, and we can feel it, and we suppress it, or we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and and I think what's interesting is, so I've got those two as the pillar, right? So you've got the this this kind of core, the breath that yep. talks to the mind, and then from there, the mind needs to do something with that clarity you get. So the it. mind being the second pillar, the second pillar. Yes. Yeah. So the yep. third one is I'm playing with either two ideas. It's it's something represented with move you know i was talking about the eyes yes send the signal to the brain that we're doing this we're going somewhere yep and i think i think that's the the third area which we're all aiming towards but we've forgotten the first two so i think we want to arrive somewhere we want to you know we love the idea is when i get there wait you're gonna see me yeah and, and we, we drive this thing with our our metaphor and our, our hurt and our pain and our love but i think uh if, well, and I haven't quite worked it out, but I think it's something like, you know, we say it's about the journey, not the destination. Yes. But we love to say stuff without really having examples. Yeah. I think this is an example. So if you can get the right breath to your mind and then be on a journey, mm -hmm. I don't know if it ever matters what, as long as the brain is registering, we're doing it and we're enjoying the journey real time. Yeah. That can help you process with the negative shit happening in real time, right? Because you might say, Okay, I'm a bit bummed out about A, B, and C. Yeah. But the journey of me is to kind of confront those. Yes. In a way of just moving towards them, like you're talking about fear. Yeah. So it's, this is the scary bit. This is what all our movies tell us. If you try the hard thing, you might lose. Yeah. But if you are like the Indiana Jones that manages to get the little rock from the yeah, thing yep. and escape the boulder, yep. then you win. Yeah. And this is the journey. And I think it's saying to us what well, what I'm trying to work out how to wrap it around is that journey is about you kind of gently moving towards and gaining the strength to to rise almost you know yes and maybe that's the spiritual side of it is that's the journey and we just think about it literally when I die I go to heaven or yep. hell yeah but I don't think it is that I think it is like this ongoing journey where your memories sit in the electricity yeah yeah when when your memories sit with memories of others of who you were and what you did and i just think we think about that and we think about the end and we have to go back to the beginning to get there and yeah so so 
Yeah, I don't know. That that see that's the area where I'm keen to pick your brains outside of this is like yeah. I don't know what to do with these highly like metaphorical ideas because put them under the business model and I've got to sit there and pitch this and how it's going to make money and do yep. all these things yep. and this is where you almost need the hard and business people to say all right well we're seeing the statistics and we need a little bit of this whatever I'm saying I'm just going to wrap around you here's some here's some resource here's yep. some time develop this and then we'll help you package it and you know? the fact that you're like you're having that conflict mm. about like how to turn like and metaphors I don't think does it justice like they're not just metaphors for you if yeah. I'm making assumption here like these are experiences mm. and things that are making sense to you that you're hearing out here yeah um but maybe it's just how to apply that mm. in the, a business yeah isn't what's clear but the fact that there is that you know that not sure yet mm. But at least you've identified what you don't know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like that's that's a first step in like trying to problem solve it. Yeah, true. Eh? Um, like I've always like, uh, like I think of a situation with the the packaging stuff. Mm. How you know the stuff is is truly one hundred percent natural, biodegradable in the true sense of the word. Mm. Um, uh, not that it's going to take a thousand years to do it. Type thinking, and what we're trying to set with it is like. Um, We've set a goal that like zero percent of this material would ever go to landfill, and that we don't even want to use the word waste. Like this isn't waste. Like this is packaging for this product right now, but when you're finished with it, it's not waste. This is high value nutrients to go back to regenerate land and soil, or this is value for someone's compost that's going to be used to grow some food. And and it's that whole like that's this is circular economy mm. thinking, and it's this you know. What you're talking about before, maybe, you know, everything comes back into itself. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about, like, what's out there and how big it is, maybe, like, you know, that paradoxical question about, you know, how does stuff never end? Mm. But um, um, if it does end, then, like, then what's behind the wall? Yeah. You know, like, maybe everything just goes so big, you just end up coming back down to that subatomic point and mm. then you're back where you are. It must do, because... You can imagine it in your mind that the breath never ends. It might end with you. Yeah. But it has never ended in history. Yeah. Or evolution. Yeah. Or whatever. And and presumably, if the whole thing's not fucking blown up or imploded, yep. it won't. No. Nah, so that is a constant that is real. That is actually real. That people have taken it in and taken it out uh, forever. Yeah. And, I mean, that's only as kind of spiritual or whatever as actual examples we give in spirituality of you know things starting or stopping or yeah. never ending but but yeah man and uh, spirit like spirit like i sometimes i actually uh like really don't like using that word spiritual mm. with some people because it kicks up the whole like you know programming about yep. what that means happy all that type yeah. of stuff you know ghosts or whatever yeah but it's like I don't know, I'm sitting here like feeding like, you know, my spiritual experiences mm. have now come full circle yeah. where, you know, before I had like no idea I came from this family that's, you know, done business, one plus one equals two, mm. you know, good schooling, all that type of stuff, really struggled to talk to people within my family about that experience that I yeah. had, these these understandings that I'm gaining. A few years later, like, as I was saying at the start, like they started over here and over here. But now they've come to this point where I've actually worked out how to do this 
you know what will hopefully be a successful business mm. but it really at the core of it is like you know what led me to it were these these far out wacky experiences mm. and things like that and it's um that that that's that's um you know bringing it back to what you were saying before <laughs> about you know never knowing if you're doing you know it right or how to communicate or whatever yeah. it's like you're never ever going to have like the perfect path laid out in front of you sometimes like you might not see that destination sometimes there might not be a destination there doesn't have to be but it's like um whatever it is there's a path yeah and if you're always viewing like the 10th step down there you're never going to be able to take that mm. first leap of faith and it's um um like i don't know i've always described it where there's normally like these super super easy um little steps that you can take that will eventually get you down there and like the example that i think you know here might be like you know sitting down like doing a podcast something like that you know talking to some people whether it's me whether it's trump whether it's some random off the street or whoever it is um you know the act of just you know to to do this again there's greater understanding and grow yourself like that's that you know that goal that's that pathway that's happening but it all it started with like you know whether it's as simple as like getting the laptop like mm. getting the mic like pulling some chairs out of the attic yeah like there are always um like these little like i see like little batman here yeah like just that simple act of having like screwed that to that bit of wood to yeah. make it your space yeah. like these are all these tiny little steps that like build up towards achieving yeah. that and I know I always think to myself because I was an expert at it before seeing step 10 too big to jump there and that would stop me from ever doing anything yeah. when I actually like really tried to find those easy little steps to take towards it it was um uh now without getting too metaphorical again or like sounding <laughs> too like it's impossible for us we've gone we've gone deep yeah and so so you can achieve should. anything though yeah if you do it that's yeah. uh and and when you lay it out like that, it's very logical. Yeah, it's actually very scientific. I think mm. to mm. say that all you're saying is you're building foundations on top of each other. Yeah, it's just that we get caught up in the whatever we get caught up in that uh, we have a desire for output or we've been conditioned to output or yep. whatever it is. But it, you, you, I don't know if you remember, but you just said it before. You said. You've got to go within to have these far out experiences. Yeah. And I think that is the answer. Like we want far out experiences of awesomeness and wealth and all, but we're not prepared to do the other bit. You've got to go within to have the far out experience. And I think we can hack it. You know, psychedelics is one way. I learned a cool breathing technique yesterday, which uh, is basically two breaths in through the nose and one breath out. Yeah. But the second breath in has to be a little bit faster. So it goes something like this. And what that enacts is the same. uh, So the neuroscientist was talking about uh, that actually triggers, uh, forces the the brain to think, oh, you're asking me to be calm. Yeah. And it's this, you do it when you sigh, like, you know, when you've maybe relief. Yeah. 
it's not the relief it's the f- triggering of the brain to say relief to, yeah yeah calm and i'm like oh we just need to know 10 or 12 of those yes and in different scenarios like we have anyway you know yep. you got a flat tire you have a procedure yes maybe like a pilot they've got engine one okay what's the procedure yeah and we just need to have the road map to be able to that's where our phone should be monitoring us and saying hey your a b and c do this yeah and you'd be like thanks siri yeah instead yeah. of it saying um don't you want to check your facebook or because yeah, this is yeah. the nefarious darkness of the human where yep. we we uh, commodify our mind you know and yeah and I, it's weird because i don't think there's any cell i should have to do because we know the opposite exists mind control simply by making you addicted yep to shit food shit drink shit things to look at yep and it works, right? We know the algorithm triggers us on yes. purpose to yep. get us to look. That's the only measurement. It wants us on there. It doesn't really care about you. It no. just would prefer you to be on there like that a click. parasite. Yep. It just That's how it feeds off us. So why should there be a hard sell around trying to control the mind? And it's yeah. because we're just no good, I think. It just takes a lot of good things to happen over time for someone to see the good yeah and so this is the that's why that's why i think it's so important for us particularly those of us in the western world particularly those of us in say new zealand yep who have by far even with covid you know we locked it down and regardless what everyone's belief is the majority of us are safe yes and you got to do something with that eh? you can't just sit there and while the rest of the world's panicking and lots of people you know whatever you got to come out of this and say all right, well, what am I going to do with that safety? And I, yep. if you just sit on your ass and do nothing, and it, I don't mean go out and make change. I mean be kind because you have had that given to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this is not something that um, we should take for granted, you know? So, look, let's wrap it up because this is one of many, I hope, in our lives. Yes. Uh, the, the, the most optimistic in me believes that the, it's cool that we've met each other that it was just a matter of time that we have this purpose to 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 do these things um, and yeah I look forward to many more kind of let's just see how deep we can go in this thing yep. because because maybe that re- will reveal some of the answers and maybe it's just that we've haven't experienced enough trauma and this is what happens when you don't experience like the edge of life enough you just you're that, just living. Just dabble around. That's it. You know, because there's a plenty of people who say, gosh, you guys talk shit. And yeah. 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 But I think it serves a purpose. But I'm not even 100% on that. Nah. Well, like, we talk about a bunch of shit. Like, I definitely do not go out there. And it might come across it sometimes, like, that I might be speaking with such conviction that I think it's 100% truth. I always know that, like, half the shit that I talk about and I might not even be true. <laughs> but talking about it, gaining yep. other perspectives, yep. talking to the experts, that's, yep. like, what's helping me at least build up to what hopefully is leading more down to be truth. And it's, exactly. Um, um, but or nah. at least on the opposite side, giving you an immunity to the bullshit, eh? Yes. Because yep. that is, like, that would be easier to say than I'm trying to find truth. Even though I think we are. But having an immunity to the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully one day, if we're ballsy enough, truth will reveal itself. And yeah. I don't think we'll like it. I don't actually think most people don't like truth. Like we spend an awful lot of time convincing ourselves yeah. outside of the truth. Small lies, this and that, yep. whatever it is. Well, when the world's in their little comfort state, yeah. that's what they like. But you look at any like natural or economic cycle throughout history, like, you know, everything's up and down, yeah. up 
and down and like just like the light or the darkness it's all there mm. what we're experiencing at a single point in time changes but like the little leaving thing that i always like to say is like um no matter how big like the deflationary cycle is like that's normally a gauge of the new height that's to come mm. afterwards and it's like um you can start to turn those bad experiences to learn from them that's where like you know that new height of growth is reached mm. afterwards and that's awesome and that's why i think it's so important to look at that leaf to notice that because who knows what that actually means when you notice it the the gift of time to notice it might be the insightful thing yeah that you're not thinking about the other stuff like one thing i've been thinking about since you talked about your spiritual experience was i wonder when that light in your factory turned on yeah at my mate's house no, the one behind us. Because oh, yes. at a certain point, it got dark enough yep. that an auto light took yes, over. Yes, sorry, sorry. And 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 I wonder if I go back through this footage, if yep. it turned on when you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And look, it could have just turned on because of the timer, or why did we say four thirty? Nah, yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah. Both options are cool. No, exactly. And it's like <laughs> have a you like you have a look at that, and if you see something, yeah. that's when it's like, but it's not ever getting like caught up on it as right well. right right yeah it doesn't become the thing or at least it triggers you to find the thing yeah and i think the thing for me at the moment is the breath because it just seems to be so simple but so kind of unfuck withable yes because you have to really be ballsy to tell me i'm crazy about focusing on something that keeps us alive oh exactly and, and i've had arguments yeah because people don't want to borrow it they don't want yeah. to borrow me telling them all these findings you know even my loved ones right yeah. and that's okay because because of my idea of the journey I've, I've have to retrain myself to enjoy the moment instead of thinking of destination it allows me to say cool they're gonna challenge me and i need that i need to put this up against everything yeah and i think that might be where wealth comes from or at least originality comes from. I yep. want to test this against everything. And I really do, even though I'm a bit scared of it. Like, I'm looking forward in a weird way to the arguments around the breath. Because, man, we are fucked yeah. if someone says that's not the key. Yeah. Because, uh, look, like podcasting, doing it for 10 years before it was cool to yes. do. I now know that I'm an early adopter but I'm kind of useless if I don't do something with that. So this idea of the breath, it kind of got, I guess, brought out of the Wim Hof breathing. Yep. And yep. I've watched that journey rise. Yeah, yeah. And it's just on the cusp of, I guess, everyone saying it's, I mean, everyone kind of is on, but it's not as common as I think outside of our worlds, right? No, yeah. But I, I, I think it's like, we're just on the cusp of people being open to, to being part of something like yep. that, you know. Well, then you start looking back, and like I'm, I'm saying this not having read them, mm. um, but you start looking at like the Vedic or the Ayurvedic texts, mm. their knowledge about breath, mm. other cultures as well. It's like, you know, we might get taught that this is like new, but when you actually, what excites me are the things that it like, the the greater examples of knowledge of it back in time mm. is what I'm like that's when like you're really onto something yeah. it's like the breath like the fact that like for thousands of years your helicopter view out over the last mm. couple hundred the fact that people have been focusing on it for that long I'm like that's a greater you know metric of you know that there's something here to it if there's something that people innately like gravitate towards it like 
there's there's something there like you know you'd have to give the same respect to religion then eh it's played our purpose yes yes but we don't feel like that collectively even me you know like i don't go i don't do the ritual i i think there is benefits to it yeah but i think what i'm put off by is the weakness of man and i think the bible yes. talks about that yep so i think that's fucked it for everyone the core concept of it is the grandness of things yes yeah. but the greedy cunt yep Excuse my language. No, 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 but that, you're spot on though. Yeah, yeah. It's that, it's the it's never with the the idea like um, that might have come from some divine experience mm. of someone that wrote it down. But over time, like us humans, always find some way to fuck it up. Yeah, it's the it's the narrative of the Catholic priest asshole. Yeah, yeah. fucking with the kids. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it sticks in your mind. Yeah, and it it taints it. And 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 look, I think everything is up for that that we will find our way to wiggle in and out and and to ruin it because <laughs> we're yep. kind of experts at that but uh but at what cost right like if when we, we we've given that over i think that's clear that most people in the western world wouldn't really think you go somewhere after you die or but, the idea that the the you know the white guy with the beard is yeah. sitting out there in the clouds yeah. waiting for us yeah. like yeah but if you think about it as it probably was intended as a story or a metaphor or something as uh as we do today you know like we still um you know we watch i don't know tv or youtube as if yep. it's a real thing but it's not it's a digital frequency that we're picking up yep. that our eyes reinterpret into something yes it doesn't actually exist or vr you know yep. this is exactly the same well it's not exactly the same but it's not real stuff no but it somehow feels real. And yeah. I think that's a, that's what religion is. Yeah. And it can be used to get something good out or yep. bad. And, it's, yep. and then the final thing is I always have to wrap this up on good. the religion side of things. Yep. There is that one common teaching that I've found in a lot of past cultures and religions, you know, and I, I'll say this in the way that I learned it through, mm. you know, school and, um, and Christianity. Mm. Um, but there's lots of different ways of saying it, but, you know, do unto others as you were doing to yourself mm. and it's pretty much being like if you would get fucked off if someone would do that to you like yeah. don't go do it to them <laughs> yeah. and that encapsulates like this whole like we are all one like we're all the same mm. we've got differences and it's like um that's one of those cool things that i think is within all types of religion religions and it's like um if I, I'm very big about never actually preaching something but that one saying is something that i'm always down yeah, with like right. you know um, if you don't want that done to you, like, don't go do it to them. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, James, oh, I could go on for hours. Oh, we'll do a megapod one day. We've just set 10 different subjects exactly. to go and deep dive yeah. in on the future. We've created anxiety yeah. in many people, including <laughs> our own subconscious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where's the best place for people to follow you if they want to just, you know, track your journey or see what you're up to? Um, I haven't got a whole lot of social media, but uh, float tanks, you know, Float culture, float HQ for that side of things. Um, and then material side, uh, interested about hemp or fungi. Um, James Ferrier on LinkedIn, biofab.co.nz, growpack.co.nz, or hemp New Zealand. Damn, that's awesome knowing you. You're like one of those super, yeah, like an Elon Musk. No, I've, every single business has got a team of people around mm. it. Like, it's, it's, um, like that's the one thing that I always say like none of these things I've ever done by myself yeah. they're not ideas that I've always come up with by myself but 
hopefully it's like diving into that fear of who cares if I don't get it right but <laughs> yeah. at least I'm going to know what I don't know and doing it awesome alright we'll see you next time awesome thanks brother cheers Will <laughs> choice Hey friends, that's the end of our episode of Please Blow My Mind. Thank you, James Ferrier, for joining me, brother. It was awesome. I just want to give you a quick um, shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast. Thank you so much. If you find value in this podcast, there's a couple ways you could support. You could jump over to patreon.com forward slash please blow my mind and consider donating $10 per month to this podcast it would be such a kick you know uh, a few of my mates are doing it i've got daniel chris and james they support the podcast and i tell you that that money goes directly into this podcast so thank you thank you thank you if you would prefer not to let's be honest spend money then you can also um, share this podcast with a friend that you think might find value in it or you could jump on itunes if you're an apple user and rate and review the podcast because we're just trying to get the word out we're trying to do this over time it's a long long game and we are the ones who are going to play that long game ain't no short games here we're levels upon levels upon levels okay team let's wrap it up here thank you everybody for joining me thank you for blowing my mind i wish you a wonderful day night evening wherever you are take a slow deep breath and we will catch you in the next episode